Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Jiva Days Live. Today's a special podcast. I will be giving my opinion on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, the first um, part of the of their reunion. Um, naturally, we talk about Days of Our Lives. My co-host and I, Anna, Marianne, and Jen, we um, discuss live 10 p.m. Eastern on Saturday nights here on Block Talk Radio, and then the show um, is available to be listened to later on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and also Spotify. So, uh, but this uh, last few weeks, I've, um, Beverly in particular, I've been wanting to talk about. So I'm like, oh, I should do Atlanta too. Atlanta's a great show. So I did do uh, the season finale that's in the archives, and I've done the last two weeks of Beverly Hills, and sometimes this, this week, today's Tuesday, I'll do the um, next episode of Beverly Hills. And it looks like we have quite a few episodes left. We're like at least a month away from the reunion. They did film the Beverly Hills reunion on Friday. And um, Diana, while in Hawaii, said she got COVID, even though she was out in public literally the day before on Thursday and taking pictures of herself at the aquarium and all that. So that's kind of odd because if she was planning on going to reunion on Friday morning, then why was she out in public on Thursday? Because if she had COVID, even if she didn't have COVID, you would think she'd be in LA by Thursday at the latest, you know, to get rested, to get ready. So that whole thing is a little suspect, and the word on the street is, and this is not inside formation, this is stuff I gathered um, looking, it sounds like her segment is very quick, so she's not on the entire reunion. So, and um, we'll see what happened. Oh, and she also posted a picture of a sunset and made a comment about um, things ending, so it sounds like she knows she's done, even though they don't send out contracts, I think, till after the reunion is aired. But Beverly Hills does film in October. So who knows? And um, considering how high the ratings are, and they've been the highest rated Housewives show in the past year, they're probably going to start filming again soon. Um, and there's rumors that um, Kathy ripped Erica and run out a new household. So that, that would be nice. Because no one really cusses out those two. So it's, it sounds like, um, oh, the Pretty Crop podcast. I, I just listened to that a couple hours ago. And the one guy there who does the Dungolvinson um, parody Twitter account said, yeah, he heard that um, Kathy called Erica a, a broke bitch. So, <laughs> So I think that's awesome, and and in my opinion too, I think if Erica does get fired from the Royal Housewives, maybe Rita might still be her friend, but I think Kyle and Dorit are going to drop her. 
So, yeah, because they're not going to be around the broke bitch. They're just not. We all know that. So, all right. So let's get, oh, um, Days of the Life. Sorry. Um, if you try to watch it this week at 1 p.m. Eastern on NBC, you know, so it wasn't there. Yes, it did make its way to Peacock um, on the app. And um, the new episodes air as soon as 6 a.m., and I can confirm that because I start watching it at 6.15 when I wake up to get ready for work. So to me, it's actually a benefit because I was never able to watch it live unless I had the day off from work. So I was always watching the morning of, which stinks because you get spoiled. People are, you know, people are posting shit on Twitter. People are texting me, and yeah. So now, and I'm being a good girl. I'm not going out and uh, spoiling it for people. So anyway, yeah. So get, get, go get the Peacock app. It's only a dollar ninety nine a month for the next year, and up and after that, I think it goes up to four ninety nine. So get it now. Lock in the dollar ninety nine rate for this year. Alrighty, so we're gonna get to the reunion, and the set was gorgeous, and I think it was my favorite set they've ever done for a reunion, for the um, Jamaica vibe, because their um, their trip was to Jamaica this year, and they actually had a moat with water, and you had to cross a bridge to get in the seating, and once everybody was seated, they actually took the bridge away, so <laughs> there wasn't gonna be any dramatic um anybody leaving the set unless they're pretty good jumping so i guess sanya could have probably could have done it but yeah it was beautiful they even had birds there and i don't know why they did the birds because already in the first episode they're tweeting (laughs) they're they're like why the fuck are we here that's like what they're tweeting to each other so but they were cute it was pretty so I thought everybody was dressed well. I do think Kenya kind of looked the best. And since she's been on Dance with Her Stars, her figure has been just perfection. I, mean, I don't think she's ever looked as good. She looks fantastic. Kenya, I kind of picked this worst dress because she looked like someone took two outfits and cut them in half and sewed them together. But still, though, I, she still looks good. I mean, it doesn't look like she's pregnant. If she is, she's carrying it really well. So because um, she was pregnant, it'd be pretty obvious, considering how tight her dress was. All right. So um, they did a little shady segment at the beginning with um, saying who was new gun collector on the show. And they show a segment of um, girls basically repeating on camera what other people said to them, to someone else. And then up being the ties, they basically found at least two instances from every housewife of them tattling on somebody else. But um, Candy thinks that Drew is the new bone collector. She literally threw um, dog bones at um, Fatum. And Sheree said it was Sanya. And Sanya said she doesn't want those shoes. She doesn't want to be the bone collector. Okay. And then um, Drew um, said um, called Sheree's assistant a, a chihuahua. And um, Sheree said to Drew that she couldn't handle Fatoum, which is just kind of true. But Fatoum was kind of extra. And then she disappeared after the first few episodes. She really didn't do anything after that. And she was kind of a woman done. Drew said Sanya doesn't have a mind of her own. 
that I don't think that's true. I think Sanya made an alliance, and she by it no matter what. So I guess you can say, yeah, she doesn't have a mind of her own. She was just reaching too much this season. And I like Sanya. She has a nice family. She brings a different dynamic to the show. But she tried too hard. So that was my problem with her. That's my problem with Marlo. They tried too hard. They went after people for nothing. And I don't they do that all the time, though, with the housewives, and it pisses me off. The producers are always telling the newbies who they should go after. It's like, let them figure it out for themselves. There's going to be drama somewhere. The girls all hate the new girls anyway. So wait for one of them to get you know, offended that they got hazed. I, I don't really understand. The Spaniard basically was true friend for like 10 seconds, and then she turned on her. And then she was like BFS with like Marlo. And I don't like that. It's not authentic to me. Drew and Sanya basically aren't friends. And Sanya says Drew's like the only one she doesn't talk to after the show was done filming. And Sanya also said that, you know, saying how accomplished she is. And she said Drew was accomplishing mediocrity. And it's like, oh boy. So the um, next segment was on Sheree. Uh, oh, the ones next to the um, couch. Um, Marlo got first seat, then Drew, and then Sanya. And that really didn't make any sense because why Drew and Sanya would be on the same couch. And Andy defended it. He, he actually defended how they were sitting with Alana. And he thought it worked out great. On the other couch, it was Sheree and Kenya and Candy. So Candy being on the end was kind of odd, but she really didn't do that much this year. She had some good reads, but yeah, she kind of didn't do that much. I mean, her storyline was basically how to divide up her and Todd's assets. I mean, not that interesting. <laughs> so the Shrey segment, um, they showed the fashion show, and again, we had fashion uh, fashion show without fashions. How dreadful the um, the Dwight remark. And Andy said he actually shed a tear when he saw the fashion show. Everybody in the reunion said the fashion show was great. Uh, th- there is no penis pocket with the joggers, so I guess. <laughs> I think that's such a weird concept, but yeah. I mean, she might actually have sold them. <laughs> Some guy might have wanted to buy it because of that. But, um, oh, wow. So that didn't happen. Sheree was complaining because Candy talks on her podcast and talks shit about her. And Sheree's like, hey, I'm good. Clickbait. And, and Katie says, um, I don't. And she's like, I need you for clickbait. So that was kind of funny. But and they show clips of um, Candy talking about Sheree. And Andy um, was saying Sheree was being shady in her interviews towards Candy in particular, but Sheree kind of denies it. So Sheree and everybody's kind of mentioning it on social media. She's just acting like she has amnesia and doesn't remember anything. And she's not owning really anything. She could have said, yeah, I was being a little shady. That's fine. Why tonight? I don't understand. You're on camera. Why are you denying it? So. And then um, Drew made some comments about um, Drop It with Drew and basically uh, accused um, 
a charade of her having her butt done. And that's kind of ridiculous because everybody knows how well a hard charade works out. That's really her thing. So, And I've seen her on Twitter. There's clips of her showing women how to get a booty. And, yeah, she was doing the damn squats that I hate. So, yeah, that was a – yeah, I don't think anybody buys that. And then during the commercial break, uh, there was a commercial with Candy selling hair care. No, it wasn't Kenya Moore hair care. Something called Kaleidogrow or Kaleidoscope or something like that. So she had an endorsement deal. So she got another bag. Good for her. And Drew said she wanted support for losing weight, but she really didn't get anything. And it's because no one really knows what Drop It with Drew is. She made it seem like she's an owner, and it sounds like she really she got a, an endorsement deal, a sponsorship. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I got an endorsement deal. You know, I'm endorsing this program. I'm doing this program and to lose weight. I, I don't understand what's so hard about that. Just tell the truth. And unless she actually invested money in this company, no, she's not an owner. She's just a spokesperson. But I, that didn't come up yet, but that. But that's my opinion. So, um, so everybody's asking Sheree, you know, why did um, she buy Sheree take so long? And she said, greatness takes time. And it's like, no, it took so long because she dropped it entirely. And it looks like she just started working on it again this year. And it was a bit of a mess. And she lucked out, too, because um, from the moment the finale aired to uh, the reunion airing, and it, so it wasn't discussed at the reunion, because the reunion was taken like about a month in advance, they didn't get to discuss all the problems with her website and her fashions, because the fashions on her website are not the fashions that run the show, because some guy claimed he was a designer and said he sunk $2,500 in his own money for the designs at the show, and, of course, Sheree didn't pay him. So he's the one who has the rights to the clothes that are shown at the fashion show. So that's why they're not on her website. And her website has crashed several times. It's been been rebooted um, um, several times. And then, you know, when all the fans pointed out, like, what? in like 12 hours that you can get exactly the same clothes on different um, websites for much cheaper. Yet, basically, it was a foster clock, and it didn't get brought to the reunion because they already filmed it. So Sheree kind of caught a break because, it, because of the reunion. It made it seem like, oh, she won. She did it. She just, And like, no, it, it was a mess. And it's because she's cheap. At her age, she obviously is not going to learn. So, but that gets talked about later. Oh, it brought it gets brought up whether or not she um, hates people. Drew was the one who called her out. And he says, "Well, do people who um, send you send you a bill? And like, do you pay the bill when you get when you receive the bill?" And Sheree says, "It depends on what it is," and everybody starts laughing. That's also why Chateau Charest took so long, and that was all in the press. She wasn't paying her contractors. Now, I gave her a benefit of a doubt because some contractors are shady as hell, and they will nickel and dime you. You sign a contract, hey, it's going to cost this much. 
and um, they just come up with more charges. So back then, I gave her a benefit of doubt, but no, she doesn't pay. I mean, that one guy who was an assistant said he didn't pay her, so he, um, she didn't pay him, so he quit. This designer saying she didn't, um, he didn't get paid, so um, not giving her the designs. This is not how you build a business. If you don't pay your bills, no one's going to want to work with you. And um, Kenya, who's been shady the entire episode. And, I mean, this is probably going to be the easiest reunion Ken ever had because she really didn't do anything problematic. So, um, basically, she just has to be calm with whenever Marlo goes after her. And she'll be fine. But she really didn't do anything that bad this year. So she's called herself counselor more, and she says, um, pay them, you know, when they send you a bill. And you're not happy with them, don't use them again. And that's the best advice, you know. And seriously, it's Shrey. If she feels like someone screwed her over, pay the bill. But seriously, she could talk shit about them and get her revenge that way, as long as she doesn't get sued, as long as she's factual. But I don't know. I've I've never not paid a bill just because I didn't feel like it or I wasn't satisfied. You, you just do it. You just pay it. You agreed to pay it in the beginning. You pay it. Oh, and then somehow this got onto um, Kenny and Todd and Marlo. So Todd was trying to get Marlo a job is that she wasn't on um, Real Housewives Valletta for a bit. And I guess they did actually find a TV gig for her, and she turned down the contract. And it popped off somewhere on Twitter, I thought it said, that um, she wanted $2 million, and whoever was um, turned her down, too. So she turned it down, but she didn't have any – it was pay wasn't high enough. But it's like it doesn't pay shit either. I mean, there's rumors. I think New York ladies, the first year that it came out, only got paid like forty grand. And considering how much time off you probably have to take from work if you're working and all the clothes you have to buy and all the traveling you have to do, I mean, you're losing money basically the first year. Very easily you could lose money. So um, Real Housewives doesn't really pay that much. You have to be a Candy or a Teresa um, to make a substantial amount of money on Real Housewives. So I, I don't know what the hell she was thinking. But of course, we don't know all the deals on that. Because Marlo's, you know, still kind of saying Candy doesn't help out people. And that couldn't be further than the truth. We see how Candy has helped her people. And, her, I mean, basically, she has her whole family on several of her spinoffs. I mean, I don't understand why you can say she, she doesn't help people. She doesn't have to name a restaurant after her mother and her aunts and use her likeness and have them getting filmed. I mean, it, it, she's being stupid. And then Todd's involved in a lot of her stuff, too. So Todd's getting paid for stuff. It, and Candy rolled her eyes the longest I've ever seen anybody roll her eyes. It was very impressive. I think her eyes were stuck for at least 20 seconds. It was very impressive. And Andy said that um, Candy, Candy does pitch um, television shows to him all the time, which explains, too, why Candy gets all these spinoffs. She's actually asking for them. You know, the network's not coming to her. She's like, hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. Speaking of Candy, she did an interview lately. Um, it just, I think it just broke today on social media. And the main clip 
they asked her, you know, what her deal was with Carlos King. He um, used to be the um, one of the producers at Atlanta, and um, he also did, did um, New Jersey. And, you know, what their beef was. And Carlos on his podcast is basically saying Katie needs to quit. But he's trying to play it nice. Like, she's too big. She can make more money doing something else. And she doesn't have anything left to prove on Atlanta. So she should go out on top and, you know, do her other things that Atlanta's maybe holding her back. So he's kind of diplomatic towards Candy. But Candy said her issue with him was she wanted to do um, a movie or a series or whatever on um, her group Escape. And um, she approached someone about the the project, and they said, oh, uh, that's already basically in pre-production. That, that's already going down. And she's like, what? And, and she, she didn't know who was doing it, what was going on. It turns out Carlos was involved and uh, one of his producers was involved in, in making this. And Candy claims they tried to trick Mama Joyce into being interviewed for it without her really knowing what was going on. So Candy was crying during this interview. Because basically, she's like, my life story, you know, basically Carlos King is making money off of it, not me. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But that's basically the gist of it. So that's what her issue is with Carlos King. And, yeah, that is shitty. I mean, it happens all the time, though. I mean, there's people who are famous and not the same as Candy or have the money that Candy has, but somebody else takes their story. A lot of times, too, they don't do any research or interview or even consult with the person the movie's about, and they make a shit ton of money, and the person who, you know, their life stories in this movie doesn't get a dime. And like, how the, how the fuck is that fair? Just because it was infamous and out in the public domain, I mean, yeah, I guess you could do whatever you want, but still, that's kind of shitty. And it's not like he couldn't reach out to Candy. He knew how to get a hold of Candy. And I think she would have done it if he would have um, consulted with her. That was shady. So anyway, wanted to digress on that a little bit. So, um, so while Candy and Marlo are fighting over um, Candy not helping people, Trey goes, um, this is supposed to be the Trey section. <laughs> so good for her because, yeah, that there's plenty of time to get to Candy and Marlo. So they ask if she really didn't have sex with Tyrone, and she's like, yeah, she, she wasn't satisfied. And she said um, Tyrone was using her, and, and he did ask about the coochie cleanse. Um, and she's dating a new guy. I think his name is Martel. And it's been for a few months. She would not say that he's her boyfriend, though. She said they were just um, they were just dating. And I can't remember if it was Kenya or someone was bringing up this guy's really not a good guy. Uh, I guess he uh, was a serial cheater, and last time he cheated, he had a baby with his uh, with his mistress, and. Um, I think Andy asked Sheree, do you ignore red flags? So I, I, I don't understand Sheree. She's beautiful. She's got money. She's got this platform. I don't understand why she likes these bad guys. It doesn't make any sense. 
you know, usually that points to a self-esteem problem, but she doesn't seem like she has a self-esteem problem. So I just don't get it. Why she's wasting her time with these losers. I mean, this guy's going to probably going to break her heart if she gets serious with him. And, um, Sheree said she doesn't care about looks, and Kenny goes, yeah, we've, we've met Bob. <laughs> that was funny, and uh, Kenya was very shady, very funny this entire episode. And, yeah, Bob wasn't a looker. Maybe he did when he was younger when they met, but he has a lazy eye. So, I <laughs> to me, that's a bit of a turnoff. And, you know, I, I always feel awkward talking to people with a lazy eye because I don't know where to stand or which eye to look into when I'm talking to them. So I kind of hope, you know, they'll adjust their head or adjust their face. To, I don't know. I don't understand lazy eyes. I, I feel bad for people who have them. I don't know if that's genetic or what that is, but Bob had a lazy eye. That's my point. <laughs> um, Sanya said she had a relationship with Drew. And then Sanya is insisting, and it's coming off as kind of fake. It's coming off as kind of not true. And she did have a conversation with Drew off camera about how Sanya talked to Kenya about her. And um, she said that um, – she said one of the husbands were there. I can't remember if it was Ross or it was Ralph and the hairstylist. And she, she said she did talk to her then and um, – Drew's denying it. I think she's kind of, I think Drew's kind of telling the truth on that one. And Sanya said her problem with Drew is Drew said she's not confrontational. And then she said, Sanya said she saw her getting confrontational and they showed the clips of um, Drew basically getting in Sheree's face. And um, yeah, I don't remember Drew ever saying she's not confrontational. And she's been confrontational since day one. So. But even if someone says they're not confrontational and they really are, yeah, I don't think it deserved this reaction from Sanya. That seemed to be a, like she's reaching for something. She was totally reaching. Um, Sanya, um, I think Marlo, Marlo said that um, Sanya was clout chasing, and that was with the whole mommy nation thing because she had um, – well, she invited Drew, but also um, Kenya and Candy to do the photo shoot. But then she uninvited Drew, but she was mad, mad at her. And and she said, uh, it, and it was because they had the best social media following. I said that they showed Candy had like 10 million followers, which is crazy high. And Sandra said she never asked them to put the stuff on social media. All right, and then Sanya actually starts crying, which, um, and then, and Truth is like, there's tears, there's tears coming out, and they're like, yeah, she's crying. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And, um, Shere, yeah, Sheree said Drew was a liar. And the way they edited it, it made it seem like everybody was quietly agreeing, but you don't know because it's editing and it's all shady. So uh, the next section was in the last section of her um, episode one was Marlo. And um, Andy asked her how things went with her mom after that episode. She said her mom did see the boys and that she needs her mom, but she said her mom went back to her 
old ways and is not there for her. And uh, Marlo said she um, feels like the other girls uh, don't make her feel like she's worthy. And then um, she told her foster child story, and honestly, uh, I, it, she totally made me cry because it was so sad. She said her mother beat her, and she ran away when she was 10. She was in five foster homes until she aged out of the system. She said, um, I think the first foster dad beat her. The second foster mom kicked her out for complaining she was strict. And the third foster mom um, kicked her out because uh, the natural daughter was getting jealous of Marlo. So it was all sad. But it does kind of come off as strategic because it makes it seem like the entire season. And a lot of her aggression was wrong, in my opinion. I, I, like the, She's always throwing cheap shots at Kenya, and it's gross because Kenya was in the same spot. I mean, Kenya was abandoned as a baby by her mother. But um, like, Kenya doesn't sit there and pick on Marlo for um, how bad her childhood was. So, yeah, so it's kind of have to remember that when Marlo's saying these stories. It, it feels like she's using that as an a reason for them not to come after her. But, I mean, still, though, it was heartbreaking to hear. I mean, it, it's really terrible. And um it came out Marlo knew Candy before the show because Marlo dated Candy's godfather. So that was interesting, and you would think we would have heard that before. And, uh, like, Kenya said it was disappointing that Marlo didn't show she was a great friend. So uh, Kenya's discussing how Marlo was just so offensive all the time that she wasn't showing her her good side. And that's on Marlo. And Kenya also brought up that Marlo kept um, taking digs at her when it comes to Mark. And, God, I can't believe they're still married. Holy shit. I mean, the divorce has lasted longer than the marriage. I mean, and you know, we don't know who the blame is. Sounds like Mark wanted Kenya's assets, which was ridiculous. Considering, I mean, he barely lived in that Atlanta house, why the, and it was premarital assets. Why the hell does he think he's entitled to anything? I don't understand. Um, I mean, I don't think Kenya should have married a man she barely knew, who lived in New York that had businesses in New York. I mean, she was never going to go be with him in New York, and he wasn't going to go be with her in Atlanta. How do you how do you think that's going to work? It was just judgment all, judgment all wrong. And I think, too, I think he's a narcissist, and I think he love-bombed her. And, you know, she wanted the, you know, she wanted the ring. She wanted the baby. And she probably ignored all the red flags. And, I mean, Kenya, of all people, fil- um, got married off screen. Who would have thought that? I mean, I was shocked. So um, that's how part one ended. And I have to say, as far as a reunion goes, it it is probably one of the most boring I've ever seen. I mean, it had its moments. Uh, I like hearing Marlo's story. Um, Sheree, yeah, the questions had to have been a- asked about her being chief, and she, but she kind of dodged everything. And then 
Drew and Sanya were going at each other, and they weren't even really supposed to be a part of the conversation. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I really wasn't impressed. I mean, overall, though, it looked beautiful. The ladies looked beautiful. But I think Sheree kind of got off a little bit easy. And then we'll see how things part um, pick up with Marlo. If they um, go back with Marlo on episode two or if they're going to switch to another lady. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Diva Abdul. And like I said, our Days of Our Lives podcast is 10 p.m. Eastern live on Block Talk Radio. And that's blocktalkradio.com forward slash diva hyphen of hyphen D-O-O-L. And uh, we take live callers, so you can call us um, at 914-338-1239. And um, you can ask us questions right there on the show. I think we're the only live Days for Life podcast out there. And um, if you can't make it, all of our shows um, are archived. We've interviewed hundreds of actors from Days of Our Lives. Um, they're not showing up that well when you search for them on Spotify because I've looked, so you might want to try Just Google Diva Abdul and say Deidre Hall. Google Deidre Hall. It plays Marlena. It'll pop up that um, that I did interview Deidre. So, uh, yeah, we interviewed, per- gosh, I would say at least 60, 70% of the cast, the current cast. So, yeah, so there's a lot of great um, interviews on there. We've been doing this podcast for 13 years, so that covers a lot of um, a lot of actors. So, and um, also iTunes, um, Spotify, all of our shows. Um, well, lately, these shows I'm doing now appear um, pretty quickly after um, I'm done recording. The Days of Our Lives one seems to pop up uh, the next morning. Yeah, so uh, thank you for listening, and uh, hopefully uh, we have a great episode to talk about with Beverly Hills. Thank you.